0: During your working years, managing your income was relatively straightforward. You'd receive a paycheck and well, that's about it. Have you thought about how you're going to replace your income in retirement? Do you sometimes worry that you'll run out of money? What if the markets become volatile? Or what if tax laws change? And how do Arby's roast beef sandwiches tie into all of this? Well, keep on listening, because in episode 002, we cover all the things. Your host is Josh Bredel. The show is the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. And for the last 18 years or so, Josh has helped people just like you thrive in their retirement. So go on, keep listening, and enjoy the show. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change. All right, so just like last week, Josh, I just hit the record button without telling you. So now we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, welcome everybody to episode two of the Retirement Equals Podcast. Well, no, wait. Retirement Equals Freedom Podcast, not the Retirement Equals Podcast podcast. That would just be awkward.
1: Hey, the intro on our second podcast is as classy and
0: seamless as the ending of our first podcast the listeners are piling up now. Piling up, we have these three: your mom, my mom, your dad. Uh, my dad doesn't know what a podcast is, so um, we'll get him on board eventually. Uh, so, hi, Josh.
1: Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I put my pink tie on for yep. you. Sure, but I put I put my red bulls shirt on for you. Um. Well, you. That means you put a shirt on. So, um, I'm winning the day. Did you see the text from Joe today? He, he and his family are on vacation.
0: Yeah, and like that mansion in, was it, Florida? Or I don't know where they are. The, the Walt Disney World picture
1: of, uh, oh, no, you were talking about the house. No, I was talking about the picture he sent this morning of the fantasy football ring that, you know, is pointing yes. towards the Magic Kingdom there. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yeah. Uh, Our friend Joe has a a fantasy football Super Bowl ring that he created an Instagram account for, and he thinks he's funny. So go ahead.
1: Joe's really pretty funny. Uh, And knowing Joe in high school, it's kind of amazing that Joe's as successful as Joe is right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was laughing because that... That dream, I mean, he's he's living his dream right now, like taking his kids to Disney World with his giant fantasy football ring. Like this is one happy dude.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you were asking me before about what are we gonna talk about today? Yeah. And for some reason I thought of Joe and I thought about retirement. Mm. Did you ever think you... that would
0: happen? No, I, well, no. Um, did you get his permission to talk about him today? Or do you not no, but he's going
1: to get really excited when he hears this. He
0: might. He is. He might actually share this with two more people. He is. And before we before we continue.
1: <laughs> oh, our names. Look at that. This is,
0: this is Joshua E. Brett, Brettel, CPA, and the Dave. The Dave. So that is Joe Murray. not
1: only what you called all you you're called the dave on the podcast and in my house
0: yes exactly that's why i went with the dave uh so our friend joe and um i'll drop his last name joe murray because that's what we do in this podcast we drop names uh tell me about it
1: um well joe has if you if you if you know joe um, you're shocked i mean if you saw his garage joe sends us pictures of his garage and it is a giant uh, antique liquor store practically that's he has worked in from the start of COVID. And Joe has been telling all of us on this text message stream how awesome cryptocurrency is. Mm-hmm. And um, now we, I have a few clients that have asked me about crypto um, and I've told them my flat out answer is if I can't explain it to you, I can't tell you to put your money into it. And so I decided I was gonna try and figure this out myself. And uh, back in the end of 2021, I put a little bit of money into crypto and have essentially lost half of it instantaneously. Just like, yep. Gone, just gone. I don't know what's happened to it. I can't explain it. And that's when I realized I should stick what I know, uh, which is Mm. just the basic fundamentals of investing. sure, And not listen to Joe for um, money advice. But Joe's convinced that this crypto is going to be his retirement. He's convinced that, you know, this Bitcoin, this Shiba Inu, whatever it might be, is going to be his retirement dream. And I'm not going to poo-poo crypto. There's a spot for it. We're not going to talk about crypto. This is not what this podcast is about. We're not here to talk about crypto. We're here to talk about retirement, but that's Joe's dream. Joe's thought process of, hey, I'm going to put money away somewhere and I'm going to retire. Makes sense, David? Makes total sense.
0: Whoa, how'd right. I get over here? What the?
1: <laughs> uh, you're lucky your kid and wife are at school. They just look at you funny right now.
0: she, um, Carla's at Costco, I think, as we speak. She took a half day.
1: <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, what I, I told you we were talking today, what I want to talk about wasn't just Joe in retirement, but it was this whole thought process that happens at retirement. So what Joe's doing right now is he's saving, he's putting money away. And, you know, uh, what we're all doing right now is we're doing what we're told to do. We're taught to save. We're taught to put money away. Um, Dave, you have a, you have a young son. We've talked about Landon before on the podcast. I have three young kids and they're both, they're all, both of our kids are in elementary school and your wife teaches elementary school. It's a, when the kids come home, you look at their work, you, you encourage them to do well. You encourage them to, to learn their sight words, to you know, learn their math and whatever it might be, because you know what the future holds. They're gonna get go into harder and harder um courses. And they may not all have someone like me, Dave, who bailed you out of US history in high school, but um you'd sure still be in high school.
0: You'd still gonna...
1: be in high school if it wasn't for me
0: and it wasn't but
1: yeah you're right but you know the reason you want them to get a good grade is so that they can go to a good college or you know go to a good trade school or do whatever they're, they're, they're trying to get better in their life all the time so and the reason you want them to do that is so they can be self-sufficient i mean we all i mean The fact that my kids can get into a car and buckle their own seatbelt is life-changing to my wife and I, because we no longer have to get back there and do it with them. Uh, Someday when I don't have to buy their dinner, it'll be even more life-changing. And you want them to be that self-sufficient adult that's out there. Um, And then when you're an adult, you wanna take care of your own family and and you do that by working and saving. And in Joe's world, you do it by putting money into crypto. But once you get to retirement, the whole thought process changes. And a lot of people are terrified of it. I mean, they're absolutely terrified. And to someone at our age, it's almost hard to comprehend. You can't, um, we just think that's ridiculous. How could it be scary? Well, this is something you've worked towards and you know over and over and over again. In fact, I have a story, um, and then we can talk about how we're gonna do it, Dave. But I have this this lady who I met um, a few years ago when I was going to get my blood drawn before my annual physical. And I tell this story at almost all the workshops I give, but it was early in the morning and I walked in and she had a giant smile on her face. This was a smile that you knew she was having a great day. This was one really happy lady. And I we're, we're just making small talk. Um, and I said to her, "You look, you're really happy today' And she goes, "Well, today is my 65th birthday. And I jokingly said to her, Happy Medicare and whatever, and we had a smile. And she asked me what I do for a living. And I said, "Well, I work with retirees. And um, when I said that, the look on her face changed drastically. Uh, the smile was gone. It was replaced by that. You know, when someone has is, is, is got this fear built in, like it, the, the look just changed drastically. Yeah, Um sure. Which the last time someone stuck a needle in my arm, I didn't want them to have that look on their face. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. But I was immediately worried. I said, you know, are you okay? Is Is everything okay? And she just says to me, I will never retire. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it is sad. You don't want people to think that because you know that that's people's dream to get to that point. And I said to her, I'm sorry you say that, but what makes you say that? And she says to me, I lost my husband 20 years ago. I've raised two boys all on my own. And I knew that as long as I could go to work and do what I knew how to do, and earn the money that my family would be okay, my boys would be okay, that I'd be okay. Sure. She, and she says, I, I, I don't know how to trust anybody else. I don't know anything else. No one's ever taught me what to do come retirement. They've told me to save, but I don't trust the market. I don't trust the government. I don't trust, I trust myself. I trust me earning money.
0: And yeah, she probably had a great work ethic. She was used to, and the sole breadwinner of the house, right? So she had to.
1: Yeah, I mean, the look on her face, you don't have a smile that big at 7.45 in the morning drawing someone's blood if you don't love what you do. Hmm. And to have that that fear is, is very real. It's understandable. Um, you know, people worry, where's money going to come from? You know, what do I have to give up? What do I want? What do I have to... What if, what if I run out of money? What if I live too long? What if I make the wrong... Decision. What if I? Um, what if the market's bad to me? What if taxes change? And the fear is palpable. I mean, they they get this worried. In fact, sometimes in my conference room, I'll sit down with a couple, and we joke in my office that some people use me to fight uh, because one couple may, one person in the relationship may feel very comfortable with retirement, and the other may be scared, you know, out of their, you know, what. So it's it's a very real thing. They don't know where money's going to come from it kind of brings them back to those teenage years of you know worried about
0: if you have enough money to go to the movies so Mm. yeah did you I I have a feeling you just you kind of just wanted to use a swear word but you didn't um because you said a couple was in there one was listening to the other one was scared and you paused so are we is this like pg podcast or like pg 13 I do not want to have to put an explicit disclosure on this podcast. Yeah.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, so I don't want to, don't want to be flagged. You sure. You you don't want to work your entire life to be afraid and to have that fear of, of what's going to happen at that point in time.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. I'm tr- I'm listening to the story and kind of can I can I tell a story that's on my mind? <laughs> yeah, this always scares me. Go ahead. Well, Talking about being scared in in retirement and just not quite sure where like your money's going to come from, right? More or less? Mm-hmm. I remember a time circa 1998, 1999, you and I had set out to find lunch. Do you remember this story? Do you know where I'm going with this?
1: In that time period, you and I always went out to get lunch.
0: Yes, And you would not let me drive your Chrysler LeBaron with the soft... 1990 Chrysler LeBaron convertible. With a slight tear on the top. Mm -hmm. But you and I were driving north down York Road and we saw a sign. And that sign said, Five for Five. And we just happened to be outside the Arby's in Elmhurst. And we thought $5 for five beef and cheddar sandwiches. Life doesn't get much better. Wait till we tell our friends about this. We are going to be legends. You've just replaced my picture with an Arby's beef and cheddar sandwich. Well, look, let's be honest. It looks like a pretty good sandwich. And its <laughs> I, I did superimpose it on a beach too. So. <laughs> uh, so you and I walked in and I remember we were chatting up the fine lady behind the counter. She may or may not have been missing some teeth. And we said, we would like the deal on the billboard. Five for five five beef and cheddar and she gave us this look she's like guys I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this but the five dollars only get you plain beef sandwiches and uh I remember I looked over to you and I could have sworn I saw a teardrop you thought lunch is ruined we're not going to get our beef and cheddar sandwiches so I came up with a plan because back then I was scared I was scared to spend extra money I said I don't have an extra dollar it was but it would have been six dollars instead of five to get cheese i said no i can't do it i can't do it josh i said just follow me so we got our five we paid our five bucks got our sandwiches drove half a mile south down york road parked walked into Bruger's bagels second time i've mentioned Brugger's bagels i happened to be the assistant manager back then lord knows what they were <laughs> thinking i said josh follow me and you're thinking what what is this guy doing like you already thought pretty high of me back then but now you're like this guy's intriguing he's just a man of mystery i said follow me josh and- Man, the back room of Brugger's bagels. Back room of ba- Brugger's bagels. So, again, in our bag, we're carrying this. We, there's no cheese. I said, Josh, follow me. We, now, sure, bringing you in the back, I broke probably 37 health code violations, but whatever. No one reported us. I go in the cooler, and I grab a stack full of cheese. I said, watch this. I go over to the oven, open up our sandwiches, slap some cheese on there, throw it in the oven. <laughs> the oven rotates. It bakes it. And a few minutes later, we have this for no extra charge. Sure, we technically stole from Brugers. They're not going to come get me now. They're out of business. But we were scared to spend an extra dollar on cheese. I don't want to be scared when I'm retired to spend an extra dollar on cheese. So I just don't know where the story is taking us. But you, you, as you're telling the story, I quickly went into Photoshop and I made these beef sandwiches. I thought this is a perfect example to tell the story. So now, can you you put me back on the screen? So so now, now I leave it up to you to figure out what to do with that story I just told. (laughs) You, you, you. Uh, uh, Retirement equals freedom. It means get your cheese on your sandwich. I mean, look, the thing is this. You know I, I'm stuck in the 90s. I, so every podcast, I'm going to find a reason to tell a story from back when we were living in the 90s. Early 2000s were okay, but it's all about the 90s, baby. So thank you for inspiring the story.
1: Uh, you know what? There, I mean, as much as Joe Murray and crypto have to do with retirement, so does beef sandwiches and stealing (laughs) cheese from Brugger's does. (laughs) but I'm telling you. The whole point of where I wanted to get to (laughs) some roundabout circle to this was the fact that life changes. Like it's the different, the retirement mindset is different. And Mm. it's not so much that you can't live your life. Like you can live your life, but the financial aspects to it change and i'll give one last analogy it has nothing to do with beef sandwiches (laughs) but um and i'll probably you know maybe i'll bring one of these in here but when our kids were young they loved puzzles and um we had people did i tell this puzzle story in the first podcast Hmm. no No, i I didn't see
0: i saw like a puzzle on one of your desks the other Yeah, day. I bought
1: a puzzle so I could I could use this as a visual when I talk about it with people. But, okay. you know, those puzzles, most puzzles as, as toddlers are like one piece. And maybe there's like three pieces on a board and like one shaped like a lion and you put the lion back where the lion goes and the sure, elephant sure. back where the elephant goes. Um, I'm sure Landon had one of those. But several. as, several, yeah. As they get older, the puzzles advance. And... Maybe they had like a ten-piece jigsaw puzzle that fit into a, a square, and then they had a, you know, now for Christmas my kids got a five hundred-piece jigsaw puzzle of Disney characters on a merry-go-round, and the puzzles get harder and harder as they go on. Well, I always tell people retirement planning is kind of like that. As you're, you know, right now where we are, it's just, it's real simple. Don't spend more than you have. Save. Save somewhere efficiently. Um, once you master that, maybe you can add some some good diversification tools and some specialty thing to it. But save is important. But when it comes towards retirement, all of a sudden we have all these different puzzle pieces, and I think that's what scares people. I think it's how does my Social Security tie into my Medicare, tie into my IRA, tie into the taxes, tie into the stock market, tie into the um to your pension tie into how long I'm gonna live, how do these all work together? And I think that's what people get really afraid of because not only do they stop working, but they still want to buy the cheese and the beef sandwich. God, I can't believe that analogy worked. Um, <laughs> thank you, David. It was a nice dance there. Um, yeah. but in order to do that, they have to be proactive and they have to think about things slightly differently. And you have to realize that even though the little puzzle pieces, you know, they haven't really changed in their complexity, there's just a heck of a lot more to them. And they could go in all sorts of different orders. Wow. Does that make any sense? I just confused.
0: I mean, did I take beef sandwiches and complicate it? No, you actually um, took beef sandwiches and put it on a pedestal in which they probably never sat before. Uh, because I don't think anybody in the history of mankind has compared a beef sandwich to replacing your income in retirement, which we just did very elegantly.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Beef sandwiches will thank us into the future. Do you, so. Now, uh, before we sign off, do you, how do you think your stomach could react to having a beef and cheddar sandwich from Arby's today? I don't know
1: if you heard my stomach during that, but just the visual of the beef and cheddar made my forty-year-old stomach like churn upside down. There, it was.
0: So, are you saying tomorrow when I come to visit, we should not get Arby's sandwiches, or we should? My wife would request that we do not get Arby's sandwiches. It's a fair. It's a fair statement. It's a fair statement. So. I can only imagine then that you're going to dive deeper in the future episodes about how all these things intertwine and work together. Because I, to me, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm actually really nervous because that is the
1: whole purpose. Today, I want to kind of set up this whole big picture conceptual. Mm-hmm. And I want to spend some time digging into all of those different puzzle pieces. And I'm really worried about... What you're gonna pull out of your bag next, because beef sandwiches came out in episode two, so when I talk when we talk about taxes and when we talk about social security, when we talk about pensions, when we talk about the stock market, when we talk about heck, whatever the heck you want to talk about, I'm a little nervous.
0: You remember this little notebook? Yeah, I got that
1: actually, my wife made that for you.
0: yes, she did um there may or may not be three pages full of stories that I am ready to tell and at any given moment you may say something it could be a single word and it could trigger a story from back in the day so be ready oh, I'm excited for it, it well be.
1: I think episode two is better than episode one I don't know if anyone listening to this thinks that Maybe the only, episode three will be better.
0: Look, here's the thing. By the time we're on episode like 300, we're gonna be internet famous. And people are gonna be, maybe what we could do is put episode like one through 10 behind a paywall and be like, if you really wanna see how it got started, show us the money and name your price. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I think we're to something, Josh. Well, or we could just put more money in crypto. <laughs> oh, Joey. Oh, I can't uh, this, wait to tell this, him that he was- This podcast is going to require a big disclosure, I think. Uh, it's Furry Murray from Missouri, man. he de- He's cool. He doesn't care. He loves it. All right. So another one in the
1: books. All right. Number two in the books. Subscribe. Listen to us again. What else are we supposed to say, Dave?
0: Until next time on the Retirement Equals Freedom Podcast. Have a great day. I don't know. We're gonna have we're gonna have intro and outro music. We just can't quite afford it right now. So subscribe and that will help us get some cool music and voiceovers. Thank you very much. And How with that, say goodbye now? I say bye. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done.